0: For joining us, this is the EWN Podcast
1: Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. Today's episode is called Reset and Recreate with Diane Haffman. Diane is the Life Reset Solution keynote speaker. She is the host of the Live Your Spa Life show, facilitating conversations with highly accomplished entrepreneurs, including Sandra Yancey, Lisa Sasevich, Dr. Sarah Larson, and Morgana Ray, who have created a lifestyle with Harmony. Diane helps overwhelmed women who work out of their home, reset their life and clear the clutter so you can finally make your mark in the world. Diane's credentials are diverse and include a career as a police officer, an ultimate game of life certified coach and a master's degree in human resources management, all of which enable her to see beyond the facades that keep many people in overwhelm. For over 24 years, Diane's gift is to step into any surrounding and determine what's holding you back, providing simple solutions to what others see as complex. Giving back has always been at the core of Diane's work. 10% of her sales go to charities with a focus on women and children's health. By partnering with Diane, you'll simply watch clutter, confusion, and frustration disappear. Welcome to Rev with Rachel, Diane. Thank you, Rachel, for having me. It's great to be here. Yes, it's so awesome to be with you here and having just spent some time with you at the eWomen Platinum Summit in Texas. That was awesome.
0: Absolutely. Talk about recreating and moving to the next level. It's so oh wonderful to be around
1: women who are making their mark in the world. I know. And it's so, it is so—it is just really powerful. And I just loved meeting you there and uh, being in that kind of environment where we can all grow and support each other. It's cool. Absolutely. So I love your bio because one of the things I have done is operated from overwhelm a whole lot of my life (laughs) and learning to live in a not so overwhelmed space was kind of a big uh, transformation to me. And I I can go to that place sometimes, but I'm so excited to hear what you have to say today about resetting and recreating your life. So how did you become passionate about this concept? Well, thanks for
0: asking, Rachel. Because I think what happens when you know uh, people are in a place of overwhelm, it can literally feel overwhelming, and that you're <laughs> not sure what to do next, and you know it, it feels like we're not sure how to you know trust our inner knowing. And I love how you uh, talk so much about you know following your heart and living from your soul. Well, when you're in overwhelm, it can be challenging to do that. Mm -hmm. And so for myself and my own journey, especially, you know, you'd mentioned about me being a police officer, one of the things that happened in that world is, I mean, I was literally in thousands of homes. I was, you know, in patrol, but I also worked undercover in gangs, narcotics, and vice And what that allowed me to see is what I later coined as the clutter to drama ratio, that the more things you had in your space, the more drama you had in your life, the more overwhelm you had and how things were not working. So I help people bring to light what's happening around them that is actually leading to that sense of overwhelm and what are some of the things to reduce that.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. What an interesting background. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's funny because a lot of people feel
0: sometimes that, like, well, that seems so, you know, such a big stretch to go from, you know, law enforcement and being on the street and seeing, you know, the day-to-day 911 to living the spa life where I really promote people not only having accomplishment but harmony and how do those two come together. And I always say that look for the thread in your life. And so when you look and see... All the different things you've done, they've perfectly led up to where you are now, even if part of it involves overwhelm, because what you look like or what you do is, for me, some of the strengths, in fact, all of the strengths that I had then are things that I use. Today, the things about how I can help people, how I can help them organize their life, I mean you know being called when things aren 't working, I mean you look at these things that we have as our strength, they can really be applied to a lot of different areas. so when you see things that are not working, you can actually then look to see how is it that your strengths can change
1: and shift back mm, very cool yeah, I mean it sounds when you talk about the spa life it 's you know harmony and balance and in your past work being just around that i'm sure it was just a lot of drama and chaos and um i think it would be very liber- liberating to be living drama free
0: yes absolutely and i think what happens too is when we're in drama environments and when things are happening around us that maybe don't feel like they're in alignment with us we can't always see outside of ourselves and see like what is possible and so one of the things I, I helped, you know, teach my clients in is about your being very mindful of your environment and how your environment actually affects everything. And I noticed even when I was in law enforcement, how it affected you know, my relationships and how I was with my children and how I was in the world. And so, you know, you have to sometimes step out of your environment to be able to look at things from a different perspective, and so you know one of the tools that I help people in in you know resetting their life because I really believe that you can just reset your life at any time, no matter how you know overwhelming or crazy or drama filled or anything that's happening. You can always step out of it for a moment, and it's always better to do that in a different environment to then look at what can I do differently, how can I change one thing um, that can affect everything else in your life. And the importance of your environment is actually greater than willpower.
1: Mm, Interesting. Expand on that.
0: Yeah. So that's actually my first tool that I wanted to share with your audience is uh, that, you know, your environment actually pulls you towards your experience of life. Willpower you know, is something that you're almost like fighting against the current on and that you're trying to make happen versus allowing happening. So for instance, um, one of the examples I love to use is that, you know, in the beginning of the year, people set, you know, New Year's resolutions or they set goals and they have these things that they want to do. And when it gets challenging, then, you know, they want to rely on willpower to, you know, move through it, fight through it, make it happen. However, there can be this sense of, overwhelm or defeat or not feeling like you're winning when you aren't, that willpower doesn't sustain you getting through. So the best example I like to use is let's say that you have a great health goal and you have a thousand calorie cupcake sitting on the counter and you know you don't plan on eating it or you plan on maybe just having a little bite of it. Maybe you bought it for someone else, but it's sitting there. It's in your environment and if you are walking past that cupcake all day long, especially as an entrepreneur working out of your home, and at some point during that day, um, maybe even during that week, but most likely during that day, late at night, where you know, you're, you're starving, you didn't go to the grocery store, you are feeling stressed, You know, you are going to go to that cupcake because it's in your environment and you're going to eat it. And regardless of the willpower, the intention to not want to eat it because it's there and you're starving and you're stressed, you're going to go to it. So you want to be able to create your environment, which applies to all kinds of different areas in your life, like in your office. You know, what are the things you're setting up in your environment to have you win, you know, in your bedroom? How are you having it so that allows you to rest? Your environment actually allows you to have the experience you want where willpower can let you down in times of stress and overwhelm
1: mm. that 's really powerful because I think at least I was raised on this kind of willpower concept and right. you know forcing life and making things happen like you said, but you talked about the word allow and I, I like to think about flow too and yes. um, and I think that 's important for. I think for everyone, but especially entrepreneurs who are quite self driven to start with, to start looking at where are we forcing and where can we flow more and allow life to take care of us and support us.
0: Absolutely. You know, sometimes we have these concepts that come to our life about, you know, having to work harder and make it happen and, and, you know, all this kind of forcing energy. And, you know, there are times when things are happening where you're maybe pushing over the hump or having things, but you don't want that to be your normal everyday experience of life. You know, you wanna, you know, we've heard also about working smarter and not harder and, mm-hmm. you know, being in that place. I mean, this is actually, a, you know, a lesson that I'm, you know, continually exploring for myself in terms of having like the first hour of the day where I am in either meditation or prayer or being mindful or, you know, really allowing my inner wisdom because we forget sometimes that all the things that we are here to do are within us. And if we aren't having those mindful moments to actually access it, then it's, it's locked within us. And so, you know, those are some of the things that we can be doing to have allowing because, you know, we've had these moments, these glimpses of this, even if you don't have a practice of this. um, I like to say times where you're maybe driving or you're in the shower and you get these, like, inspirations. Well, that's because you're in a moment where you're actually quiet and you're with yourself and it is allowing the opportunity to come up. And when those things happen, you want to be able to capture those because that's your inner wisdom and knowingness coming to, you know, give it to you so you can give it to the world.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. And it's so important too. you know, I wasn't raised talking about intuition or just that following your heart concept. And that that that's real, like there's real life to that and power in that. And so, you know, letting go of just needing to know and overanalyzing and all of that um, is really powerful into just living presently and letting that, inspiration and wisdom come through instead of having to figure everything out absolutely yes yeah Yeah. and so talk a little bit more about meditation and um, why do you find that to be powerful
0: well you know I used to you know have a feeling that I wasn't made for meditation because I felt like I got so distracted on other things Mm. and one of the things that I just kind of accepted with it is that you know it doesn't have to be you know done a right a particular way just actually just being quiet with myself and just allowing the things that come up for me I find that it's helpful because that's where I'm actually able to access my inner wisdom those are actually where I can hear what it is that I need I mean for example I use a um an acronym, a tool when I meditate that really helps me to look at all the different aspects of myself. And um, the acronym is PIES, P-I-E-S. And what I like about this, and it allows me to kind of stay focused, but also stay present, is that I the P is for physical and asking my physical body What's it need? How is it? You know, Do I need rest? Am I hungry? Do I need exercise? What does that look like? And one of the things that most people, or I shouldn't say most people, but a lot of people will um, not listen or ask of their body until their body breaks down, until they're maybe feeling sick or they're not taking care of themselves. And so by that time, your body is really knocking on you really hard to say, hey, pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times that's what happens with sickness is that we've ignored listening to our body tell us what it actually needs. So I've included that in my morning uh, meditation in quiet time to see what's happening. And I actually just had an experience of that earlier this week where i was feeling really tired i was you know working on a project staying up later and i could feel that my body was on the verge of you know getting a cold or breaking down and you know health is so important to me so i actually you know really focused uh, several days of making sure i got extra sleep and that i was taking care of myself because i knew my body was telling me you either need to pay attention to me now or you're going to pay attention to me when you know we're down and out mm-hmm. and when people say that they don't have time to take care of themselves, you also don't have time to be ill and all the things that you're doing. So you want to be able to listen to that. And just to know that the other parts of the pie is the I is for the intellect. You know, what is your mind who tends to, you know, be moving all the time? What does it want to share with you? Our mind, says so many things in our head and sometimes it can be looping thoughts because it wants to share something it wants to make sure you don't forget it and e is for the emotion i mean the emotion is really what drives us into doing some of the things that we want to do in the world and and it's that that foundation that that gives us the energy to move forward and to especially as a police officer i was a lot of times trained to push down that emotion because of not having time for it and not being able to react to it in emergency situations. So for me, that was a reawakening of how do I really feel and to be able to have deeper conversations with people. Oh, and then the God. final one is in spirit, you know, always asking, you know, spirit, what do you have as the message for me? And that again is the kind of the last strand that opens up that inner knowing of once I've gone through settling, you know, my body and my mind and my emotions, there's finally a space that has been opened in the meditation to have those spiritual messages. So for me, motivation and um, I look at meditation as being that inner motivation to be able to be present with yourself. And so for me, meditation allows me to um, really access all of my gifts and to be more present with
1: people. Oh, I love that. Thank you. What a neat approach to meditation. I haven't heard of that before. Pies was that yours? You know,
0: I did create it into um, into a, a sequence that worked for me. Um, I did uh, several like uh, retreats, like I want to say, fifteen years ago, and there was aspects of that. And so I kind of tweaked it over the years. Um, I created, a, you know the acronym so that I would remember it. And I wanted to have all the different aspects of that. So I believe that over the years, we kind of uh, gain knowledge and information and and insight and wisdom from other people that we then incorporate within our own practices and make them our own.
1: Yeah, cool. I love that. Yeah, thanks. So expand now more on reset. So you have, you know, and your tools for reset. And what does that mean and look like? Right. So, thanks for asking. You know, I, I feel that sometimes when people are in the
0: overwhelm, that they uh, don't know what to do. Or they don't know the next step to go with that. And uh, I think you know, actually, the, the second in the tools is is what I call tolerations. Like, what are the things that we are tolerating in our life that aren't really supporting us? Um, I have an example of that is I had a client who had a light bulb out in her uh, bedroom closet. And each morning, she would, you know, she'd forget about it during the day until in the morning when she had to get dressed. And so instead of actually changing the light bulb, she would use the light on her phone to find her clothes in the morning. And it was a toleration that she was putting up with. Now, for us, looking at this, we were like, well, that seems ridiculous. Why wouldn't you just go do that? However, when we're rushing around doing the things that we're doing and we you know, forget about some of these simple things that can shift our life, they become tolerations. You know, for you, it might be something that, you know, your computer's not working, or there's something broken, and there's these things that cause drag in our life that happens. And when that happens, you want to be able to then uh, reset your life, you know, look at all the things that are happening that are not supporting you in your environment, in your tolerations, and be able to reset that. Reset is actually an acronym that I use um, with my clients and the R is to remove. So you want to remove anything that's not working, You know, removing any of the thoughts that aren't working, anything in your space and clutter that's not working, anything on your calendar that you know you shouldn't be spending time doing. So that removing then allows space. And then you want to be able to evaluate, You know, what do you want to keep or not keep and what's working and not working in that evaluation process. It's only during that evaluation that you then go into a system. What is your system? What's the system of how you want to store things? What's the system you want to recall things? How do you want things to work and be in flow in your life? And then once you do that and you've lived with it a little bit, then you want to be able to experience the ease. Is it working or do you need to make a few more tweaks? And when you have that ease, then you know that you have a system that has worked for you and a space that is um, in flow with how you want to live your life. And the most important thing at the end, the T is to track and maintain. You know, a lot of people will clear areas and they'll do things to, you know, organize their life and they will do things to support themselves. But a lot of times when they're overwhelmed or in stress, they'll revert back to old habits. And so you want to have things to track and maintain to be able to keep that going so that you have the environment that actually supports you.
1: And so for people who maybe haven't been exposed to conversations like this before, what what is the potential? Like, why should they want this? And what does it look like? Yes,
0: that is a wonderful question because I always tell people, although I love neatness and I love neat piles and I love how things look like when you organize, we actually don't organize your life because it looks neat. It's actually for what it provides you in your life. So part of when I was talking about the clutter to drama ratio, in order for people to be creative, to actually expand in their business, to do the next things that they want to do, they need to have space. So creativity actually craves space. When we have too many things jammed into our head or into our space in the form of clutter, it actually allows us to not go to the next level in our business or in our life it's a sense of drag in fact a lot of things in our space is anchors us to the past versus opening up to what's possible in the future mm. so why we want to look at this is that we you know if people are feeling stuck in their business or in their relationship or you know their day doesn't feel in flow you want to look at what's causing drag In and around you. And a lot of times you will find that there is clutter, even if, in fact, most of my clients are 90% have great systems and things work really well, but they have continual things that don't work. You know, piles that pile up on their desk or, you know, looping thoughts, you know, where they have the same things over and over again and it can feel overwhelming. Or there's certain things that they know that are holding them back. They haven't been able to name them yet, and so we look at this process. We look at this whole thing. So, how we can move to the next level? Um, I have a great example with one of my clients where she um, had a you know a best-selling book, and she was writing her second book, and she was absolutely stuck. She could not. words weren't coming. She you know, felt really frustrated because the first one came so easily. Mm -hmm. And she realized that there were things around her that weren't supporting her. She had just moved. She was living amongst boxes. There was a lot of clutter. There was a lot of things happening. So she really had a deadline that she wanted to get on this book. So she actually flew me to her home. I stayed with her for five days. And we actually Um, used my reset system to remove things, to evaluate, to set up systems, you know, see how it was working for her. We had a system for her to track and maintain it. We, you know, we set all of that up and so that she could clear the space so that she could actually access her creativity and be able to do this book. And so when we finished um, for that week, she actually completed her book two weeks later and it became her second bestseller. And what's important about that to look at for you and for all of the you know listeners here is, you know, look around you and see is your environment supporting you or are you feeling stuck? If that's the case, you want to whether it's me or someone else to be able to look at things that you know we don't always get to see what's happening around us. And one of my one of my favorite quotes is by um, is by uh, Les Brown who talks about you can't see the big picture when you're in the frame so it's why we all need to you know even those of us who coach other people need coaches because there's always something that we're not seeing because we're in it Mm. so we want to be able to look at these processes and look at our environment and the things that we're tolerating because of the things that we're not seeing
1: yeah oh very cool i i resonated when you said the remove (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, just because I, you know, I like cleaning my house, but I remember um, I heard somewhere about only do the things that only you can do. Right. The things that you are uniquely qualified to do. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was enough to just like prepare my house to have some someone come in and clean, like with kids stuff and toys and laundry and trying to get the office tidy and all of that. And so um, once it was in November, before the last platinum event, I started having someone come and clean. And then by February, that was when I started my book and wrote it in 19 days. But it yeah. is just that thing, because it's hard for me to focus and work when there's just, you know, things need to be done, or you want it clean. And Right. And in grad school, I always had to like clean my house before I could start preparing for a test. <laughs> right. Well, you know, this is a, that's a good point
0: that you're making because, you know, a lot of times, especially when people are building their business, they're like, well, you know, should I allocate resources to, you know, have a, someone come and, and clean the house and do some of the things that, you know, I, that you can do. And, and one of the things that, you know, was brought to my attention, and it actually may have been, you know, Sandra that talked to us about this, is that just because we can do something doesn't mean that we should. And I find it to be such a gift when I have my housekeeper uh, calm. I mean, she's way better at it than I am. She's, you know, efficient. She gets it done faster. And in the time that she's doing that, I can focus on my strengths and with my clients and, you know, do things during that time period that not only pay her where she can take care of her family, but then I can do the things that pay and take care of my family as well. So we got to look at what is the bigger picture of the things that we're doing. And, you know, if we're doing things that we're not uniquely qualified to do, we're actually causing drag, just like clutter and, you know, uh, too much going on in our brain uh, is causing as well when we're doing things that is uniquely not
1: qualified
0: for us to do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is so true. It's, uh, it's liberating now, you know, now it's like, I can't fathom not having help with keeping the house tidy.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes.
1: <laughs> so you mentioned the ratio and I don't know that we've uh, talked through that clearly just yet. Can you talk about your special ratio that you like to look at?
0: Yes, absolutely. So um, I, I call it the clutter to drama ratio. That the more clutter you have in your space or in your head or in your calendar or in your life, the more drama you have. And drama can look like many different things. Hopefully it doesn't look at the extent of drama I had when I was in the police department where people were, were completely, you know, things not working. Right. Uh, but drama can take on different forms. You know, drama can be something where you feel overwhelmed or you feel like things aren't working or something's out of sync. And, and so the more things in your space, uh, your head or your calendar that are not working, all different forms of clutter, the more that things are not working in your life. But the beauty of that is that the opposite is true as well, is that the less overwhelmed, the less drama, the less, you know, chaotic, chaotic things that are happening around you, then you will tend to have less clutter in your life too. So as you reduce one, you know, it works uh, as a ratio with each other. So you want to be able to reduce the things aren't working so that you can have the experience of more things that are working for you. So it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful equation that happens and I've seen it over and over again that as people shift things uh, in their life, uh, they actually have the experience of having better relationships. They have better experiences with their clients. Uh, they feel better about themselves. I mean, there is a direct relationship between that.
1: Oh, very cool. Yeah. Thank you for expanding on that. Yes. That's so important. I know for me, I can, you know, I don't know if I would consider myself a perfectionist, but I kind of have to check in on that and see, you know, make sure I'm not pushing that edge of having, being too controlled or being, too, having, needing things to be too perfect.
0: Right. Well, that's a good point as well, because, you know, that's why it's a ratio. It's a balance, you know, because a lot of times, you know, even when you talk about being clutter free or having a clean environment, that means different things for people. For some people, that could be absolutely nothing on the counter, Or for others, it needs to have more of a cozy feel. There's a candle, a few books, you know, there's a, you know, a warm blanket or there's something around there that creates the space that you want to be able to have. So you have to, you know, see what that balance is for you that actually allows you to love the space that you're in.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, you've got so much good uh, insight and wisdom into this concept and, and I'm sure it's very powerful when people work with you. Thank you. Yes. I I think that, you know, again, this is taking all
0: the different parts of your life and applying them. I mean, I've literally been in thousands of homes. So, you know, I've got really, I really cultivated being able to walk into a space and make quick decisions, see things that other people aren't seeing, you know, to really look at what is happening. And, you know, that served me on the police department and it really served my overwhelmed entrepreneur women who needed to make some quick changes in their space in order for them to either higher team or go to the next level in their business or actually feel less overwhelmed in their life so that they could actually do the bigger things that they were here to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And then what about, how does this relate to maybe how we spend our time mm. or the, ah. the things we're saying yes to, or the things we're saying no to? Yes, absolutely Well you know that actually is perfectly leads
0: to the third point that I have I talked about you know your environment uh, as being you know greater than willpower is the first thing and we talked about tolerations in our environment as the second and the third is your calendar and mm-hmm. I call your calendar as your mind in action that what you have on your calendar is actually a reflection of your life and that's why I'm a very big component of that. Everything that you are saying yes to needs to be on the calendar Uh, and that you don't want to have this like muddy area, if you will, of what's going to actually happen. You want to be really clear about what you're having there because what's on your calendar is the experience of your life. So for instance, I had a client who, when we were reviewing uh, her calendar, we were looking at, she said, okay, at 10 o'clock, she actually had three things on there. And when you look at it, you can't actually be doing three things. She might have planned that she was going to do them, you know, one in a row. However, in your mind, that actually can cause overwhelm because it actually can't happen that way. Or clients who have appointments, you know, especially ones that have, uh, you know, coaching calls with people and they've got a client every hour on the hour. Well, what happens if you've got an hour call with someone, you actually can't just Jump right off and jump right on and have no space in between. So it's actually better to have maybe 45 or 50-minute calls. Allow yourself that space to breathe, to transition, to have completion. Because I think it's more important to, uh, especially if you are promising someone like a coaching where you're going to send them an email or you're going to get some information
1: to while it's
0: fresh in your head, to actually have completion In each of the things that you're doing and how to better utilize your time, you will save so much more time because if you then wait to the end of the day, I've had clients that they've added one to two more hours to their workday because they were trying to fulfill on things that they said yes to, to people. Whereas if they had completion, you know, each person at a time and gave yourself the time that you needed, you were actually being more efficient with your time. So if anything happens is that when we bounce from one thing to another, our brain has to kind of shift gears into a different kind of activity. So you also want to be able to group like things together, like doing calls together, maybe then doing some email things together. If you've got errands or things outside or appointments, grouping those things together versus the bouncing back and forth because that can lead to more overwhelm. So I will say that your calendar is your mind in action because it's a reflection of your life. That MIA for mind in action and if you don't do that it's another kind of ma which is missing in action meaning you're missing the important things in your life because you haven't prioritized.
1: Ooh, yeah, I like that. That's important. important. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's a mo- I think it's the most underutilized tool because a lot of people will put, you know, appointments with their uh, clients, uh, you know, maybe they'll put a doctor's appointment and they'll put like these, you know, bigger things. Uh, but it, I think it's really underutilized to not put the things that you know really bring you happiness and that actually give you more of that balance and that harmony. And what I talked to you about with small life is that you got to put those things like even like vacations i mean you think about what what are things that kids look forward to you know they know exactly when the school year ends and when vacation is and when these things happen because there's something that brings this this inner joy when you've got something to look forward to so you want to always have something on your calendar that you look forward to and i like to have something every day that you know you're taking care of yourself and this extreme self-care is a concept that you know a lot of people look at self-care as being selfish but it's actually not a luxury it's a necessity because the more you take care of yourself, the more energy you have to take care of other people and that needs to go on the calendar.
1: yeah, gosh, that was so true for me as a mom I mean yeah. that that I became like I had to meditate and take that downtime uh, still to have stillness like I've, I realized there's kind of this balance between um rest and joyful movement, you know, in our life instead of just like, go, go, go constantly. Yes. Well,
0: you know, kudos to you for recognizing that because I know, especially, you know, for for moms who are balancing, you know, work and all the different things that they're doing uh, to step outside of that busyness and to see, hey, I need to actually slow down in order to go faster. Uh, It's a very important uh, distinction in in how to shift things in your
1: life. Yeah, true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. You talked about environment tolerances and calendar. Do you have any more tools you're sharing with us today? Well, those are the three that I was uh, sharing with you today.
0: Um, One of the things that I I find that is uh, really important is to have awareness of what's working and and not working in your life. So I actually have a free resource for for your guests.
1: Oh, awesome. How do they get that?
0: Okay. So it is my life reset quiz and you can just go to liferesetquiz.com. It is a 4 minute quiz and the whole purpose of it is to have awareness. Maybe as you know Rachel and I've been talking, you've been thinking about wow, what where am I overwhelmed? What's working? You know, how are things in my space? You know, am I overwhelmed in my mind? And what is it looking like? And what would I do? Like, what is the next step? And so the quiz actually gives you awareness of where your, your strengths are, what is working in your life, and where are some things that you maybe need some tweaks on and things that you maybe need to look at. And so when you know what that is, then you can make some adjustments and do something differently. So, uh, again, that is the clutterawarenessquiz.com. It'll take you four minutes and you'll have lots of insights of what's working and not working in your life.
1: Oh, cool. That sounds powerful. Thanks for offering that. Absolutely. And what is your website if any of our listeners would like more information? Oh, cool. thanks for asking. You can
0: just go to my name, which is dianehaffman.com. It's Diane, H A L F M A N diannehaffman.com and you can see some of my videos and tools and there's lots of uh you know free resources for people to check out there
1: oh very cool thank you so much diane oh it's
0: my pleasure rachel to be here with you and uh, i just want to acknowledge what you're doing in the world to help people rev and recreate their life Uh, it's really powerful work that you're doing
1: Oh, thank you. And you too. Oh my gosh, this clutter stuff is so important. The mind in our environment, just um, bringing awareness to that and having that conversation is uh, so cool. So thanks for doing that. And thanks for being on the show.
0: Oh, my pleasure.
1: Hey, listeners, my new book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You, is now on Amazon. Chapter by chapter, this book will help you to free the mind, free the body, free the soul, free others, free you, free our intuition, and so on. And my hope is that it helps us to heal and become free from the inside out. And I have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. It's free to download and you can subscribe for more cool features. Information about that is at www.rachelapp.com. And you can get my nine happiness and healing essentials at www.drrachelw.com. Enter your name and email and I will send that to you right away. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love.
0: This is the EWN Podcast Network.